We proclaim him, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. To this end I labor, struggling with all his energy, which so powerfully works in me. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. Blunt, pithy and sound That verse is typical of the perspective of the book of Proverbs from which it comes. Whoever loves discipline, loves knowledge. He who hates correction is stupid. It's Proverbs chapter 12, verse 1. I guess we all value and recognise the importance of self-discipline, but that's probably not what Proverbs is talking about here. It's saying that knowledge comes through allowing yourself to be disciplined and corrected by others. Those who are not open to such correction are labelled somewhat harshly as being stupid. Well, Jesus had some pretty strong things to say about the danger of calling somebody else stupid and said that to do so was to put yourself in danger of the fires of hell. But the warning from Proverbs remains valid and if we tone down the language a little bit, it's perfectly true And probably quite acceptable to say that if you're not prepared to accept what someone else says by way of correction or reproof, you are going to remain at a very low level of maturity. So we would do well to embrace the attitude exemplified by George Washington in a quotation attributed to him in which he said, It is with pleasure that I receive reproof, when reproof is due, because no man can be readier to accuse me than I am to acknowledge an error when I am guilty of one. I realise I open myself up here to correction. You can form an orderly queue after the service. The problem is it's very easy for us to be on the defensive. It's It's an instinctive reaction to reject the criticism, to defend ourselves, to be quite upset, actually. But we need to take the time to step back, to consider to reflect, to weigh what's been said very carefully and maybe to talk it over with someone else whom we trust. Sometimes in the cold light of day we look at it and think actually there is no substance to what that person said and we should not accept it. Sometimes we would do well to take on board what's been said and doing so can be a big step towards maturity. It's an arduous climb. Of course it depends on what's been said to us, and on how it's been said. Character assassinations have no place within the Church of Jesus Christ. And we need to be cautious, because if we give good advice from a place of personal pain and anger, then what we say can easily come across as quite destructive, because all the emotions come to the surface then. It's about mastering that really tricky technique of being able to speak the truth in love. That means getting close enough to a person so that you can address the issue together. Ideally, finding a way of enabling them to see for themselves what the problem is and what should be done. And I'm acutely conscious I'm not very good at this, but I'm full of admiration for people that are. But last week, many of us here stood up and covenanted together to watch over each other and to walk together in ways known and still to be made known. It's only as we walk together that we build the kind of relationship with each other where we can watch over each other 
and say difficult things to each other with integrity and in love. And that can be tough, but it can be a test of true friendship. Proverbs also says, profuse are the kisses of an enemy, but faithful are the wounds of a friend. Sometimes a friend won't pretend that everything's great, but will actually say the tough things that people need to hear. And for Paul, this is the pastoral dimension in his work of proclaiming Christ. We tend to think of Paul as the great evangelist, the one bringing people to Jesus. But Paul wasn't into making converts, he was into making disciples. So he says that with all the energy and strength that came from Christ working powerfully within him, he diligently applied himself to the task of working to present every individual mature, complete, perfect in Christ. And he did so by teaching, admonishing, correcting, rebuking, training everyone in all wisdom. Yeah, you need bucket loads of wisdom to exercise that kind of ministry. The kind of wisdom that James identifies as coming from above. The wisdom that is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. And then he adds, peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. Now, Paul in Colossians is writing about his ministry. And I don't want this sermon to be about my ministry, or Jack's for that matter, because in the Church of Christ, we all have a responsibility to encourage each other towards maturity. It's every member ministry in the body of Christ. And for goodness sake, please don't take this as a mandate to start telling everybody else where they're going wrong. That would be a disaster. But we do all have a mandate to build each other up to encourage and support each other on the path of discipleship towards maturity and perfection. And part of that will be enabling each other to see how we can change for the better and facilitating that change. None of us is perfect. We all have a long way to go. And we all have a responsibility to help each other to find the right path towards maturity. And for that work, it requires a deep attitude of humility towards each other, both in terms of what we say to each other and how we say it, and in terms of how we receive what is said to us. But all of us us should have the goal, the aim of working towards being perfect, being mature, being complete in Christ. And it is a lifelong process. Raj might not have liked the idea of mature being engaged with getting old, But it takes to the end of the line for us to get closer and closer towards that goal. It's like growing fruit or making wine. You don't get instant results. And because we all have blind spots, actually we're all better if we don't try and walk the path to maturity solo, alone. We will travel travel further along that path if we watch over each other as we walk that path together. So this is not... A top-down thing. This is not me saying, I'm the minister so I have the authority to tell you what you need to do with your life. But if Christ wants us all to progress towards maturity, and I believe he does, then his spirit will be working powerfully within each of us to bring about that progress in our own lives 
and through us in the lives of others, through our encouragement and our support, and occasionally through finding non-threatening ways of showing concerns about what we see in the lives of those around us. Because progress towards maturity is something that is best done together. And when church works well, it provides an ideal context for that to happen. Of course, there are times when we're clumsy or unkind and we get it wrong. Sometimes we end up doing more harm than good. That's why how you say something is actually vastly more important than what you say. If all our conversation is to be seasoned with salt, that means the aim of what we say and how we say it always needs to be geared towards helping whoever who we are talking to to make that progress towards perfection. To be a better follower of Jesus. To be a better servant of Jesus. We are into building each other up, not pulling each other down. So that together we become more and more a godly Christian community where everyone thrives in the love of God and in mutual fellowship. But right into the Colossians, Paul doesn't simply lump everyone in the church together and say, I want you all to make progress towards maturity. There is a focus on each specific individual here. I like the way the English Standard Version conveys Paul's sense rather well. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Everyone. 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 What he actually says is every person we warn. Every person we teach. So that we can present every person mature in Christ. He wants every single person in the church to get to a place of maturity and perfection. And that work, that task, becomes a kind of offering of worship that he presents to Christ. Every body in the church he offers to Christ as an act of worship on his part. Seeking to present them mature, complete, perfect. And the real challenge is that Paul wants everyone to get there. Gardeners among you will already be growing seedlings for the coming year on your windowsills or in your greenhouses. And you may even have embarked already on the essential process of thinning out, giving the best and the strongest seedlings plenty of space towards, to grow towards maturity by taking out the weaker seedlings that are competing for space, moisture, nutrients and light. A good gardener is a ruthless gardener. The substandard, the weak, those that are struggling, pick them out, chuck them away. Let the best ones thrive. So we get a few seedlings going together, you keep the fastest growing one and you pull out and trim down all the others. You get results by focusing exclusively on the strongest plants. You only get to win prizes by being utterly ruthless about anything that isn't the best. Church is not like that. Paul isn't looking for a few key individuals within the church that he can guide towards maturity and perfection and, and, and being complete in Christ and the others, they don't matter. Because as long as you've got a few there, that, that counts. It's everyone. Everyone in the church mature. And he doesn't want to sacrifice or lose anyone in the process for the sake of the greater good. Unlike a gardener, a pastor cannot be ruthless. 
And as he says elsewhere in the letters of the Corinthians, in the body of Christ, there is never the scope for one of us to say to somebody else, well, we don't need you. Better off without you. We are called to persevere with each other and to make space to allow those around us to grow to maturity alongside us. It is necessarily a team effort because we all need to make it over the finishing line to qualify. And what will maturity, perfection, completeness look like? The World Wide Web has countless definitions of maturity, each capturing an aspect of what it entails. None of them is comprehensive. That diversity of definition may reflect a truth that what maturity looks like for me, with my personality, my calling and my gifts, may look quite different to what maturity looks like for you. And so from that point of view, maturity can't just be about me, my gifts, my potential, my life, my sense of security, my ability to cope with setbacks and growth with adversity. In a church, a big factor in developing maturity has to be about my relationship with others. Because we grow to maturity together. So David Bednay may have put his finger on something really significant when he said, one of the greatest indicators of our own spiritual maturity is revealed in how we respond to the weaknesses, the inexperience, and the potentially offensive actions of others. Perhaps one of the key measures of maturity is the extent to which we enable those around us to thrive. And when I apply that kind of definition to myself, I realise just how far I still have to go. But that's okay, because I've got people around me who from time to time will take me aside and help me to see things from a different point of view. But each of us needs people around us whom we trust and respect enough to allow them to do that for us. And we earn the respect and trust of others as we learn how to do that for them in a spirit of humility and respect and love. And as we all do that for each other, so the Spirit of Christ can work in and through each of us so that all of us may one day be presented mature, perfect and complete in Christ. That's the goal. On the way, let's keep watching over each other and walking together in ways known and still to be made known. Encouraging each other towards the goal. Completeness. Perfection. Maturity in Christ. Who is the Good Shepherd and leads us all along his paths.